You're going to be a football player when you grow up. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I've been in football all my life. Welcome back, Raider Nation. You are live with Vinny Monsignor and Lincoln Kennedy in the huddle, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. Lincoln Kennedy, my good friend, how Vinny. are you, do- Vinny, how are Vinny, you doing how are and you, have man? you recovered from no. the craziness, exhilaration <laughs> of Sunday night over at Allegiant Stadium? Uh, I, look, first of all, Vinny, good to be with you, buddy. Um, Likewise. Secondly, uh, no, I have not recovered. Uh, I didn't call them the cardiac kids for any for just any reason. I mean, they uh, there was there were several moments during the broadcast where I just had to sit back in my chair and look over at Brent Musburger, my partner, and like, I, am, am I am I seeing this? Is, is this is this really happening? Are we are we going through this again? So yeah, they they find a way to make things interesting to say the least. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Um, but I'll say this: uh, interesting can be a good thing. Uh, and this season has been um, there's been obviously trials and tribulations, but this team continues to show me something, uh, Lincoln. And I've been saying um, there were two train uh, two trains going down two different tracks uh, this year. One was for the, for the guys that are in that building right now, the, 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 the 53 man roster of this particular Raiders team and the just reward that they earned by putting their uh, way to the playoffs, the way they did it, uh, the adversity that they came over, the uh, overcame the drama that they overcame. All of that is a tribute to that coaching staff uh, and every staff member and every player that's in that building. And I feel like the reward that they earned they earned it, and it's a just reward. You don't luck into four straight wins down the stretch uh, at a time of year when this organization hasn't been able to win games consistently. You don't do that. There was no luck. I don't care who was playing quarterback for the other teams. Justin Herbert's as good as it gets right now. Now The Raiders earned their ticket to the playoffs. The other train ride that I think this organization has been on, Lincoln, is to try to change the direction of this organization. It has to turn somewhere. There's been a lot of frustration, a lot of misery over the last 20 years. Two playoff appearances in 20 in you know since 2022. That's not going to get it done. They needed to figure out a way to get on the right track, uh, uh, track to get on the the right path, uh, to build a foundation that creates sustainable success and not fleeting success. And you do that by doing what this team did this year. I'm not overplaying it at all, or and nor am I going to underscore the significance of what they've done, both for themselves individually and for this franchise, Lincoln. Something's happening with this franchise. I can feel it. And I feel like what happened this year and what could happen as this as the postseason unfolds, because I'm not ruling anything out at this point, and we'll get into that, I think is good for this franchise, this organization, this city, this market, uh, and for those guys in that locker room. This is a big achievement uh, this year, Lincoln. Well, it's a huge achievement. achievement. And, and the, the fact is the, the cycle was broken. For the past couple of years, um, this team had faltered in the end of the second half of the season. And that's really one of the reasons why they did not have any postseason play. And they hadn't had as much success um, since 2016 when they went 12-4, and four, you know, and it is what it is. But one of the things uh, along the lines of your point, uh, one of the things that definitely stood out to me as I sort of recapped this season, go through it, is that it was definitely a team effort. You and I have been working together for a couple of years now, and we, you know, it, it, 
I we I told you last year and, and stuff like that that this team needed to score, and and because the defense wasn't that good. Now they finally got a defense that can keep them in football games. Now the defense is not shut out by any means, but you know it is one of those things that you that they get stops, timely stops. They've been able to get turnovers. They've been able to to get the ball back. I mean, in, in, in places to where they the offense can do something. They've got good special teams. It's a total team effort. It's not one sided. So, you know, to your point, Vinny, you know, for everything that this team has been through, for them to be in this position now is, is really impressive. I mean, it's, it's, there's no other way of saying it that they deserve everything that is coming for them. And, and, and now, they're, you know, to be in the playoffs is one thing. you got to be in it to, to have a chance. It's like, the, like I told people when we played the 50-50 raffle at the stadium. you you, you got to be in it to win it. You know, you, you can't right. win it. You can't sit there and look up the scoreboard and say, oh, my gosh, the 50-50 raffle is $240,000 there, and, and you, oh, you didn't buy a ticket? No, you, you have no hope of winning. So you got to be in it to win it. Um, but far as, as, as far as getting to the championship or getting to the Super Bowl or being able to, to at least challenge for one, they are one of the 14 remaining teams, so they've got a chance. Well, uh, to further your point, Lincoln, not only do they have a chance, uh, but they have a chance to do things, do something I don't think that everyone, anyone's really paying attention to. Um, by winning that game rather than tying it, and we're going to get into all that, trust me, uh, on the tie and some of the decisions that the Chargers made, but by going to the fifth seed rather than the seventh seed, which they would have had the Chargers not called that timeout and accepted the tie, which I don't know what the Chargers were thinking, but... Rather than being in the seventh seed, okay, uh, which is what the Raiders would have been had that game finished in a tie, all right? So, A, they don't have to go to Kansas City on Sunday uh, to play the Chiefs. They get to go to Cincinnati, not taking anything away from the Bengals uh, whatsoever. Uh, Either game was going to be a difficult task for the Raiders to overcome. But if you play this thing out, and as I look at these AFC playoffs, Lincoln, I'm sorry, I'll apologize up front to anyone who I might be offending right now. But I don't see an unbeatable team in this tournament right here in the AFC. I don't believe that the Tennessee Titans uh, are are all that and unbeatable. I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are or anybody from one to seven in terms of the seedings. Therefore, I'm not ruling anything out, including the prospect, the possibility, the chance of the Raiders actually hosting the AFC championship game as the fifth seed should the sixth and seventh seeds move on uh, in these playoffs, which I'm not ruling that out whatsoever, exclamation point. It can happen. And why I say that is because a month ago, there was nobody that thought the Raiders would be here. How unlikely was the Raiders getting to the playoffs a month ago when they had a 9% chance of prevailing, which was the worst chances of any team that was still alive in the playoffs? They overcome all kinds of obstacles, all kinds of uh, statistics, percentages to get here. And it shows me that this Lincoln might be one of those crazy years that you can't rule anything out. That's how big that was. And that tie, the swing of things by winning it rather than tying it changes a lot and opens the door for all kinds of different scenarios now. Well, it really does. And and, and look, it's I'm not going to deny the opportunity or possibility because I remember in 2000 when we found ourselves hosting an AFC championship game against the Ravens that we were, we were taking a little bit by by it but 
you know, the, the thing is that you're in the playoffs, and they've got a big task in front of them because Cincinnati embarrassed them when they played Cincinnati in the Legion, and they've got to go there and figure out some things on how to slow down that, that potent offense and, more importantly, how to contain that defense. So this is going to be a, a nice challenge for them in, in weekend one of the playoffs. Okay, before we uh, take a look back at what happened uh, against the Chargers, let's take a quick look at those Cincinnati Bengals team. Uh, Lincoln, and I know you remember this well because you were as frustrated as anybody. When you think about that Bengals game uh, in November, that was one of the, if you remember, it was penalty after penalty, third down defensive penalties that gave the Bengals first downs. Third down offensive penalties that put the Raider that either took away first downs uh, and the potential to extend drives or put put them further back on third downs, which they weren't able to convert, had to punt it. Um, there were a lot of self-inflicted wounds that the Raiders uh, inflicted on themselves in that game, yet it was still a game by the fourth quarter. And they just kind of faded really more than anything defensively. I think they were just too tired. I looked at the the plays. The, the, the Bengals were over 70 plays from scrimmage, offensive plays from scrimmage. The Raiders were stuck in the low 40s. Um, that was about as bad as the Raiders played from a, an efficiency standpoint. And they still had a chance in that fourth quarter until they kind of wilted. I can make the argument, and as good as the Bengals are, this is a different Raiders team and a much more efficient Raiders team that they've built through this last month. Um, if they can clean that up, Lincoln, which they have really, when you think about it in these last few weeks, there's no reason they can't go to Cincinnati and win a football game if they can play clean, efficient. Well, football. I think that's the re- that's one of the reasons why they've had the success that they've had, Vinny, to be honest with you. If you look over the past month of football, the way they've been able to win these football games is that they cut down the penalty. Made a, I made a mention of it on the broadcast when they were in Indianapolis um, that they had went almost 75 minutes or five quarters without creating a penalty or having a penalty. And, and, and so I think that that is exactly uh, something that they, they need to do. They need to play error-free football. We've been talking about it all year. This team is talented. But what has, what has slapped this team in the face so many times is the, 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 they're not paying attention to details. It's the little things that go over the top that 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 take you know that that, that take from them. Whether it's continuing drives or extending drives with uh, on 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 defense or you know stalling drives on offense. They had a couple of hiccups you know this past weekend. I mean, whoever who would ever thought that you would run a draw that the Raiders would run a draw and get twenty three yards and get a first down. Whoever yeah, thought I, that. you see what I mean. I know. I, I actually asked Jalen Richard that uh, that question today, and hopefully we could get the sound of that uh, at some point today because he said, you know, Derek calls that play, and he's like, wait, 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 what did you just call a draw? Are we are we calling a yeah. draw? He goes, I had to make sure. Like I had to make sure that that was what I had heard, and he said, nope, that we're we're running it. And you know, he described the play. It was it was kind of hilarious how he described it, and how more and more he started seeing like I might be able to get this thing. You know, once Andre James makes a tackle, I'm in the second level. I start seeing that. You know, so it was, you're right. Who would have thought that you make a, that? Not only that you call it, but you convert it. And yeah. that was a huge. Turned out to be a huge play because it they really got was. It, it, was it was a great momentum swing, and I was stunned. And I looked at Brent. I said, first of all. You can look back and you could probably count on one hand how many times this team has run a draw in this season. They don't run draws, and it's one of the biggest criticisms I've had. They don't, they're not a very good screen team. They don't do a lot of draws. They have it at their ability, but they've never really called it. And so to see that, those are the types of things that – you know, paying attention or executing or, or just, you know, having, having a wherewithal to see the sticks, 
to see Andre James get the block on the linebacker and notice that there's no one else in the secondary paying attention to you until you get 220 yards down the field. And, and for him to do to have the wherewithal and the push to get those extra yards after contact was just great. But that shows you sort of the, the, the momentum that has been created by the number of wins. Going into that, you know, going into that game, you know, being flexed a Sunday night, being on primetime TV, knowing what's all at stake, and playing together. I mean, it, 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 it's rare that we come here after a game and say, what, Derek only completed 20 passes and they won? But it's the small things. No turnovers. You know, even when they had turnovers in Indianapolis, I was surprised they won. But no turnovers, really limited on the penalties. And, you know, you had a bonehead coach who was too arrogant to get out of his own way that really made some, you know, costly decisions on the other Lincoln, side of the field. Lincoln, there was a time this year where the only wins, the six wins at that point in the season that the Raiders had, every one of them was when Derek had to th- threw for 300 or more yards. Yes. All their losses – Whenever he didn't, they lost, period, exclamation point. Like, that was it. If he throws for 300 yards, the Raiders are going to win. If he doesn't, the Raiders are going to lose. Do you realize that in this four-game winning streak, he hasn't thrown for 300 yards not one time? Right. Not one time. This is becoming a balanced team that even if it's not all great and roses offensively, figures out how to win games by A, creating a little bit more balance. Josh Jacobs has run for 100 yards in two out of the last three games, and even in the game against the Colts, the, the Raiders ran ran it fairly well or just well enough uh, to create some balance. Uh, they're doing it with timely defensive plays. They're doing it by by making the plays that need to make, be made at the time they need to be to, to be made. They're they're just and this is why they're not the easiest team. If you're looking, if you're another uh, team right now, this isn't a team that you necessarily want to play because they're not one dimensional. They don't have to do one thing anymore to win. They can do a bunch of different things. And by the way, they're getting Darren Waller back at just the right time. Zay Jones all of a sudden has become a dependable piece of the offense. We know what Hunter Renfro can do. The offensive line is actually playing fairly well, um, all things considered. They're kind of at the right place at the right time going into the playoffs. It's 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 really interesting what they're what they're capable of doing because they're about as good and as 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 healthy uh, and as balanced as they've been all year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Saturday and what might happen uh, even beyond that because this is a tough, resilient football team that's figuring out ways to win. We're going to go out to Dave in Las Vegas. How you doing, Dave? Dave, do we got you? We got you. We got you. Turning out ways to win. We're going to go out to. Turn down your radio, Dave. What's Turn down your radio, brother. Got you. Got you. How you doing there, Vinny? Good to hear from you, Big Link. What's up? And you too, so, man. Uh, all right. So we were at the uh, we were at the game actually earlier this year in August, and it was a big difference Sunday night. Well, that's the one thing I will say. Been out to two games this season. Went out to the first game against the Seahawks preseason game. It's expected there may be other fans there. We were there against the Miami Dolphins, and it looked it looked pretty, you know, half and half. And this game on Sunday had to easily be one of the most Oakland-like crowds I had ever seen in this stadium so far. And that was one of the things that I was really worried about going into was how is it going to be? And... Raider Nation showed up and showed up strong. 
The team's been playing well. You know, all the all the players that have had to step up are now key components moving forward. And so I'm just really excited to see how we do up here on Saturday and hope we go in there and punch these guys in the mouth and come out of Cincy with the win. I'll hear what you guys got to say. Thanks for taking my call again. And let's go Raiders. Thank you, Dave. Uh, appreciate that call, Lincoln. He was right. Uh, the crowd played its part. We were um, uh, wondering about that and talking about that. I had a gut feeling and an inkling that it was going to be spectacular. It was beyond spectacular, to be honest. And I, I'm not taking anything away from Oakland, but there was no game that I was at in Oakland that matched that. I mean, yes, there were uh, – it, it was just loud. It had uh, – uh, there was an atmosphere that that fit the moment. Um, it was, to me, a standard now that was set in Las Vegas. It's not going to be like that every game. It just That's just not possible. But they showed on Sunday the role that they can play in this building and for this team, Lincoln. It was pretty spectacular and cool to see. When Elysian was built the first time I went in and saw the field before last season, I knew that it was it could be a definitive home field advantage. Now, my love for Oakland is is extended. I mean, I, play, I played my career there, so I have nothing but love for the right. nation and represent it. And I've seen some crazy games. I remember when one time when they were they started the season zero and ten, they were taking on Kansas City. It was Sunday night, and they sold out that stadium. And it was raining. It was nasty, but they came and they supported the team. And I was surprised at that. But I also knew that going into this season, we talked about it all last week. If you're a part of the Raider Nation and you have access to tickets, this is what you've been dreaming of. This is what you've been thinking about. This is a playoff atmosphere. It's a Sunday night game, so you're, no, you're only the only one who's playing, and you have a chance to, to, to send a division rival home and go into playoffs at the same time. What more, what more can you need to set a stage for if you, if you like going to football games? It doesn't get any better than that. And they did show out. They came out. They turned out. It was a great feeling. It was fun to watch. I know you were there in the stadium doing your thing. I was there broadcasting. It was electric. It was it, – and, and you felt the passion of the nation come through and through. Even the ones that weren't there, you felt their vibe. You felt their rhythm. You felt that the, the, they were smart. They cheered when they were supposed to cheer. They shut up when they were supposed to shut up. They did what they needed to do to make things hard on the opposing team. And, 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 and they celebrated. And they had, at the end of the game, it was a game that you had to stay with to the very last minute. And even then, oh, let's play a little bit more football. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then, oh, oh hey, hey, let's do this. Let's go for it. You know, let, let's, let's play a little bit more. Let's take it almost, almost to the end of over, overtime regulation to where I saw a couple Steeler fans that were in the stands they were like, dude, really? Are you guys going to tie? Are you really going to send that team home? So <laughs> it was hilarious. It was, I mean, I, I can't, I, I was, I was exhausted. I was so exhausted after the game. At the, by the time I got back to the hotel, Divinity, I didn't even take a shower. I just fell out. I was so damn tired. That's how yeah. tired I was from the day and, and, and the excitement and everything that, that we saw. It was definitely one of those games, and and I and I say this. I know that players, coaches, the fans, you know, they they want thirty five to nothing, and I get it. And uh, maybe there'll come a time where that happens at one point. But I almost think that in the whole scheme of things, now that you know you're you know comfortable sitting in your chair right now, not worried about whether the team's going to win or lose, and Raider Nation is out there celebrating and feeling good about things. Looking back, 
I'm, it's almost better that it happened the way it happened. I just think that it continues this resiliency that the Raiders are building, and that's a great thing heading into the playoffs. There's nothing that they're going to see Lincoln in the playoffs that they haven't dealt with at some point or another this year. I don't care what the situation might be. They have dealt with everything that you can imagine this year and prevailed and overcome it, and there's something to be said about it going into the what you're going to experience now in the playoffs, the Raiders have played four, what four straight playoff games and won all four of them. They know how to play now in these types of situations. I'll say this. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are a heck of a football game. I don't know how Joe Burrow is going to react to this stage, you know, and the pressure being really all on them. They're supposed to win this game. They're the division champions. Uh, You know, they've got this high flying offense and all that. The pressure is going to be on them. They haven't faced a game like this all year or as presently constructed ever, to be honest with you. We'll see what, what how they handle it. But the Raiders, on the other hand, been there, done that. So they go in with a lot of resiliency and a lot of experience, banked experience, just over this last month. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Eddie is in L.A. How you doing, Eddie? How are you guys doing? Still, I'm still partying from Sunday, so I don't know how <laughs> you, you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah I know. It's... it's you know, one of the things I also wanted to mention about this team is, you know, how far they've come this season. They're one of the hottest teams entering the playoffs. I think the only ones that are there that match them is the Bills right now. They're the only; they're, those are the only two teams, if, I, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, to enter with the four game winning streak. And, and in the manner the Raiders have been doing it, it's just it's just beyond impressive. With the coaching staff, with what they've gone, what they've gone through all year, with all the adversity, and, and, and to be in a position to be able to be uh, go out and play a Cincinnati team on the road, which this team has also been a very good road team this year. I, I think a lot of people are taking that for account. Go out there and, and hopefully be able to run it down their throat and get after them. To have an opportunity, if they can, and I'm not trying to get past them, but if they can get it, get a W this weekend, and New England also wins, you have an opportunity to host a playoff game at Legion in a year filled with so many adver- so much, so many things going against you, and somehow you persevered. I mean, Derek Carr to me it, it has been extremely impressive, not only. Sunday night game, but the last four weeks, I don't think he, I don't think a lot of Raider fans realize just what he's done to just to be on the money to help out Carlson from being cut from the Minnesota. Do you, you guys don't think they want him back to being one of the best kickers in the league to being clutch ice? I mean, it just doesn't get any better. If there, there is no, there, there is, there, I, I could have never thought that this team was going to be in this position, especially what went on earlier in the year. And then all the talk about the tie, think about all the implications if they would have actually considered a tie. Not only are you talking about playing Kansas City, but you're also talking about it affecting your, uh, um, your schedule for next season as well. I mean, there was just so much. That's why I never bought into it. But I'm just so happy that they're in this position. And I, I've never been this confident in, in, with this group of, uh, uh, of Raider players that I am now to know that they're going to Yeah, that's great, it. man. Well, thanks thanks so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate, the, the, phone appreciate call. the call. Yeah, thank uh, you very Eddie, much. And uh, keep partying out there in Los Angeles. All valid points. All valid points. Well, here's the thing. thing. The Raiders have won five games on the road. And guess yeah. what? The Dallas Cowboys are in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the playoffs. The Indianapolis Colts, the Baltimore – or uh, not the Baltimore Ravens, but, uh, but right. the Indianapolis Colts went into the last weekend with a chance to make the playoffs. They've beaten some good teams. Uh, on the yeah, road, but they, but they, they the couldn't road. close the door. They couldn't finish the product. I mean, so it, and that that's why you know when in the last month the most surprising game was obviously the Indianapolis game, um, to me. Not, not even going into it because Indianapolis was as hot as they were. I didn't know how the Raiders were going to beat them. And then you know if you look at the box score afterwards, you're still kind of shaking your head like, how did this happen? You lost a turnover battle. The opposing running back went over a hundred yards. Typically, you don't see that happen. You don't come out with a win like that. But That's you know what they I'm had saying, some big, man, huh? That's what I'm saying. I, well, I mean, I hear on. what you're saying, and look, I agree with you. I, I think that where where they are right now, you've got to be flying high because, as I mentioned earlier, the team has found a way, a way to win. It exactly. wasn't just going out there in, in, a, in a shootout. You had the defense get stops. You had the offense put up points, and even you know, even in the the second half, I told Brent during the broadcast, the the Chargers had the drop on what the Raiders were doing offensively. And that's when they got a little bit stagnant, couldn't move the ball because they, they took things away. They had to find other ways. But then they didn't realize the Raiders on until late realized that, hey, we can run the ball on these guys. Right. And Josh Jacobs got some big, huge holes and stuff like that. And that's what added to everything. So figuring things out and still finding a way to win is very good for the coaching staff as well as the players. And it's critical. Uh, good teams do that, Lincoln Kennedy. Yep. You know that because you've been on a bunch of them. They know you know how to win, even when your your strength is getting taken away from you. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsier and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. By the way, we've got Brandon Face on, the Raiders cornerback, uh, coming up at 4.30. So stick around uh, and listen to Brandon, who's been a key part of that secondary, um, filling in for uh, Trayvon Mullen. We'll be back in just a little bit. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now back to your hosts, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy. Falon and Thomas in the middle. Mad Max closes down. He wants to be closer to the middle on this play. Herbert's under center. Here's Eckler. He's he in the it. backfield. He didn't get it. Raider football. Raider football at the 15-yard line. The riverboat gambler rolls snake eyes, baby. That can happen in Las Vegas. Here we go. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, Lincoln Kennedy. That was, you were up there with Brent uh, on oh, the yeah. call. Um, I heard my I, voice. I like, didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, I don't know. You know, uh, we're waiting on Brandon Face on um, right. the Raiders cornerback. Uh, he was on the field uh, for that play, and uh, he was kind of lined up in that, all right, are they going to throw it here? Or, no, they're going to run it. You know, and you can see him kind of dart in and uh, uh, give some uh, lend some support on the, in the run game. But Lincoln, uh, and I want to ask Brandon about this, but, man, thir- fourth down at your own 18, I think it was the what, it was a, we're talking about the third quarter, I believe. I mean, what what are we doing in football right now, Lincoln? Well, I mean, look, I, I've often said um, there are a lot of coaches out there who overthink things and, and try to do things, you know, and try to create something that really isn't there when you just need to play the percentages and be smart. And, you know, um, again, remind me the, the reporter you had on that, that covers the Chargers last week you talked to. Um, um, well, we had uh, Jeff Miller. Uh, no, no, no. The, it was uh, the other one who was talking about the Chargers should win this game. I can't remember. He was. Uh, oh, uh, um, oh, Bill Plasky. Yeah, Bill Plasky. Okay. Plasky had said it himself that he was critical all year 
yeah. of some of the decisions that he made and the arrogance that he showed when going for it, it probably cost him the game. And I think you could probably make the argument it cost it cost the Chargers the game when you look back, hindsight being twenty twenty. But you know, I'm not I'm not surprised that they went for it because he's been doing it. That's what Brandon steady has been doing all season, uh, taking chances and and throwing caution to the win. And it probably cost him a couple of games. Um, I'm not going to sit there and say it necessarily cost him that one, but you know, it didn't make anything easier for his team. They still find a way to come back into it and uh, and, and and make things happen uh, and and you know go force it overtime. But you know, it is what it is. They yeah they they did come back uh, to tie it up, but theoretically the three points that they gave up right there, if they cost if them. they yeah. Right, they 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 would have won the game instead of forced it to overtime had they not given up those three points and just really honestly just gift wrapped those three points um, uh, to to the Raiders. I I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand what they were thinking um, with the timeout. You know, I've gone back and looked at. I watched it, and I've gone back and and looked at the play by play. You know, the Raiders sitting at the thirty nine yard line of the Chargers. Once they got to that area, and it was you know, a minute or so left in the game, they were perfectly content with staying right there in Lincoln and letting right. the clock run out. Right. You know, yeah. they were they were totally content. As long as the Chargers, you know, uh, kind of went along with it or understood where they were coming from. But once the Chargers called timeout, Lincoln, it forced, now the Raiders had to run a regular play. Right. Because you can't just take a knee, then that sets up fourth down right. and a 56-yard yeah. field goal. They had to run a play. And then once they got 10 yards on the next play to the 29-yard line, they're like, okay, now we're really in Carlson's territory. They weren't going to kick a 50, try a 56-yard field goal. It could get blocked. Right. You miss it. You give the Chargers a chance to maybe throw right it. Field um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, As you're up there in the broadcast booth, I know we're talking about it in the in the, in the the press box over on our side. And Rich Passaccia said we were definitely talking about it on the sideline too. Just – Play it safe, um, get out of there with a tie rather than a loss, and accept the playoff uh, bid that, that 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 it represented. But Brandon Stanley calls a timeout. What's he thinking? What are you thinking right there? I think that he was trying to save some time in the case that there was a miss and maybe you could get the field, the ball down uh, the field um, and, and, and probably try for another field goal. But I mean, I, I can't, I can't speak to his logic. I mean, there was a couple of things that had questionable calls by both sides. Hell, I didn't even like the Raiders when they went for two. Uh, after they scored a touchdown, I was like, I was always taught when you, you go for two when you need to. Not you, forget the analytics. It's hard to score a touchdown. Forget the right. analytics, you know. But don't go for two when you don't. It's hard to get two two point conversions. Um, but you know, various adjustments had to be made, and obviously in that last that last scenario that you're talking about, I was surprised when they did call a timeout. Um, yeah, because it was going to be a tie, and they were yeah. going to go to the playoffs. Yep, yep. The, yep. the Raiders weren't going to attempt a kick. That's the yeah. thing that's befuddling to me. Like it, it's it's sometimes when you're when you're at the poker table and you know this as well. You play poker. You're mm-hmm. a great poker player. You have to think like everyone else around you is Certainly. thinking. And there's he, times to be he, aggressive. And there's times that, that you you go with what the circumstances are dealt to. You. Absolutely right. Right. You don't give them an opportunity now to have to change their course of action because yeah. of your course of action. They were. They ran the ball, Lincoln, the yeah. Raiders did, on the previous play. That showed you the fact that they weren't trying to throw it into field goal range, that they were okay at that point. They they understood what the situation was. They understood what a tie represented. They Once they got over the 50-yard line, they were in decent position just to mm-hmm. play it safe at that point. But, again, Brandon Staley um, – overthought it or misread it i don't know what the situation is he said he wanted to get the right personnel grouping in there 
okay. <laughs> sure didn't help them because they gave up 10 yards on the very next play on a run play, on a fairly mundane kind of a run play. Um, he's, he faces, to me, a long off season kind of maybe thinking about some of the decisions that he made and uh, maybe changing course or, 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 you know, because I think he's a little bit too um, bullheaded when it comes to that. Uh, so, but well, hey. I mean, look, it, 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 look, if you're going to be a aggressive coach, then you understand what you are and you have to coach, you know, the following season. People are going to get to know that, you know, you, you, you're going to take chances. You have to catch it. But it also comes with circumstances. If you don't win games, Look, Joe Judge just got fired after two seasons of the Giants, right? If you don't win games, that's what it comes down to. You got to win games, and the Chargers, to me, have a good football team. They're a little they need they need help in a certain places, but you look at this game, you you have somebody like Eckler, uh, a running back, a multi-purpose running back, who you have to understand when you're calling plays, his strength is not running between the tackles like that. Why would you call on fourth down and short? Why would you do that? Why would you call that play? If you have a quarterback at Herbert, I would run RPO or something like that to get him outside to try to stretch the field, not do something inside. That's not his strength. So exactly. Darius Highline made a great play uh, beating the guard, going around him and getting in the backfield, but that's not his strength. So you have to know what your team's strengths and weaknesses are and coach accordingly. And and I don't think that he did that. I mean, even when they were going after – when they were passing the ball, and we're going we're to talk to Brandon Faison, I want to ask him, you know, how did it feel that they were picking on you or they were picking on your side? Because they wanted to try to go after him. They weren't trying Casey Hayward Jr. They were trying him and, and, and uh, Desmond Trufant, and he held his ground pretty well. He 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 absolutely did, um, and I give Brandon a lot of credit. You know, coming into the spot that he's come in this year, uh, and for the most part, played pretty darn well. You know, um, yeah. and and the, the defense in general. I know there were a bunch of you know, it's so it's so crazy about that game. They played great defense, especially in that those last couple of drives. They played great defense rounds one through three to put the Chargers in some really bad positions, bad spots that. Only a superstar young quarterback is going to be able to make. And I have to tip my cap because even on some of those passes that, you know, Justin Herbert, uh, you know, stuck in there, the coverage wasn't that bad. There was actually a rush that was getting to him. He just made plays. And sometimes you got to tip your cap in that regard. Oh, yeah. Those, uh, those guys get paid over there, too. Uh, but I, I, will, I will be the first one to say going into the offseason, you know, I think Gus Bradley was a true treasure for this team. He tra- transformed the defense, and they're playing very well. There's still things that they need to understand. Like, for example, that prevent defense, oh, that stinks. You can't do that. There's no way. And I know why they did it. Looking right. back, they wanted to double the premier receivers. But it, it's it, first of all, it has to be better practice because the way they were doing it with those three deep safeties, you don't. You, there was too many holes that were opened up, and the Chargers scored twice on those holes that opened up over there. As you mentioned, talk about good throws. When you have a good quarterback and you're going to play that type of t- technique, you got to do one or two things. You either have to double with the trailer, but you can't bracket him. He, Justin Herbert's is too good of a quarterback to bracket what, the, what they were trying to do, and that's why, especially the last touchdown, they got in uh, they got in at that time. It, things that should not have happened happened to this defense and made this game a lot more closer than I thought it was uh, when at, at first glance. Yeah, and um, I, I th- there was one play in particular that really stood out with me with that prevent. It was the it was the fourth and twenty three or twenty two. Yeah. yeah, when they scored the touchdown, they rushed yeah. I think three. Yep, they they decided to rush three, right. um, and and put eight back in pass coverage, and yet he still found an open window to sneak a touchdown throw in there. 
Um, that's you just can't have that in that no, you kind can't. of a game. I mean, the, the, you literally have to. What I would say is you would have to front the receivers where a guy is mirroring. You know, if you, if you, if you can imagine, it's kind of hard without having a chalkboard at hand. But if you can imagine a receiver is running down and the and the the corner is playing behind him, knowing that he has help over the top and he's actually trying to mirror him, he's trying to run the route just like the receiver is. That way, you don't have that hole that that they had with Casey Hayward and Dalen Levitt when they scored that touchdown, where he threw it right in between the two of them. Yeah, um, but somehow, some way, uh, the Raiders survived. And I want to, yeah. uh, you know, when we get into that overtime period, uh, Lincoln, uh, um, Josh Jacobs had 70 yards rushing in that overtime period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, I, I talked to Derek about this today um, on, on our Zoom call. You know, the run game, even in that game, it's not always going to work. It's not always going to pop for 10 yards or eight yards. Sometimes you're going to get stuffed. Sometimes you're going to get, you know, uh, uh, hit at the line of scrimmage, and that's as far as the the play goes. Just like you said, the other team gets paid too, and they're some damn good football players <laughs> in the NFL. So they're the best of the best. So sometimes you're going to get stuffed, all right? But you can't abandon it. And I think that that was something that um, by not abandoning it, uh, you had an opportunity in that overtime period where – that defense was starting to fade, and all of a sudden, now is when you start gashing him. You've talked about that before, Lincoln, about the payoff that the run game can provide. Maybe not in real time, but down the line, all of a sudden, now you're getting big chunks of yards because you stuck with it, and that other defense is getting a little bit tired. That's exactly right. And and they went back, and I'm glad they they – I had, had advised, not didn't necessarily advise it, but I talked about it in the various mediums that we had. They went back to one of their staple runs, which is the wham play, where they hit the end of the man in the line of scrimmage. I wanted them to do that directly for Joey Bosa. I wanted them to go after him, and they began to gash, especially the interior part. And so that's why I was so I was so pleased. But we got Brandon Face, and we'll talk with him right now. So let's bring in uh, let's bring in our guest, Vinny. All right, we're going to go out to the Raider uh, guest line and welcome in uh, Brandon Faison, the Raiders uh, cornerback who played a great game uh, on Sunday, uh, as did the whole defense in spite of what happened on some fourth down plays. Uh, Brandon, first of all, thanks for spending some time with us in the huddle. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. You got it. Hey, I got to ask you, um, all right, the fourth down play that the Chargers ran from their own 18-yard line. I want to say it was the third quarter. I was watching. I was watching film of that play, and I saw you, and you were like, "I could, I could read your mind. Are they going to throw it here? Because you're kind of a position to defend. Maybe the pass, maybe the run. Obviously, they ran it. Uh, you came in uh, in run support, made sure that it didn't go any further uh, than it did. I think you guys actually knocked it back for two-yard loss. But as a football player now, I almost feel like some of these coaches are playing Madden. Like, nobody punts on Madden. And, (laughs) like, when I play my son, I almost throw the six at him because he never punts. And I just want him to play straight up. But we're getting to the point now where that's in the NFL now, where fourth downs are just like third downs. Are you prepared for that change uh, in football where, where as a defensive player, you got to be, like, thinking along those lines. Like, they may go for it on fourth down a lot, even at their own 18-yard line. Right. Well, you see – you definitely see it a lot more um, now. I never punt in Madden, so I'm always <laughs> going forward on fourth down. <laughs> but um, you, you're seeing it a lot more now in the NFL, and um, and you know we're prepared for it. Um, uh, our coaches do a great job of, you know, just giving us the details. Just on third down, fourth down, um, we had a, you know, we we could have done a little some things a little bit better on um, on fourth down this past week, but it's all good, all learning experiences, and you know we take we take what we. Um, <clears throat> what we can from, you know, those past experiences and we just kind of 
just take take that and go with it. So um, I think we are prepared for it on on third on fourth down in particular. Um, like I say, you're seeing a lot more of these coaches now, and um, I think they. I don't know the the percentages. I don't I don't know if they like if they like the percentages in some of those situations, but um, it's definitely starting to become something that you're that you're seeing a lot more. Like I said, so uh, always got to be ready for those those type of deals. But our coaches do a great job with that. Yeah, Brent, no question. About, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was just going to ask him about you know his journey getting to this point. You know the fact that you started um, or got in in the, the Broncos game. I think it was was you've been in there ever since. Talk about for you how it is being able to be a part of Gus Bradley's defense as a Raider, and more importantly, how it is taking full advantage of your opportunity. Man, it's been it's been everything. Um, you know, I when I was when I was um, with the Chargers, um, you know, I got the call to come be a Raider and you know I jumped on it had a had a quick phone call with my with my agent um talked to my family and then I went and turned in my iPad and I <clears throat> got on the road and I left and you know I was a Raider at like two o'clock so um you know it's been a, a a great a great experience for me um you know it's it's been it's been it's had some tough moments and um you know I just kept pushing um you know thank God for you know just him just just having me just continue to push on and, um, um, you know, taking advantage of this, of, of this opportunity. Um, just kind of going to it the same week. I mean, the same, same me every, uh, every week. And, and I just try to just do things the right way. And I just try to just, you know, um, build off of what, what happened last week. I never try to, you know, keep, uh, doing the same things. And, and I just try to just build off of whatever I, I need to with my coaches. My coaches give me great, feedback and they give all of us great feedback and we're just playing well as a unit I think um you know on all phases and we're just believing in each other and we just and no one kind of kind of gave it everyone kind of wrote us off a little bit but um I think people are starting to see now that we're we're a work intending team and I think we're doing a great job of it Brendan going back uh, to the offseason when you get the call from the Raiders it wasn't just the Raiders it was Gus Bradley um, and Ron Milas, your two previous coaches uh, in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers, it's got to be a confidence boost when you know your coaching staff goes to another team, takes another job. It happens in the NFL, but then when they turn around and say, "Hey, man, we'd like you to come join us," it's got to let you know that, "Hey, I might be on the right track," because nobody knows you better than Ron Milas and Gus Bradley. The fact that they singled you out and said, "Hey, we'd like you to come over here," was that a confidence boost for you? It definitely was. Um... You know, playing under the system for the, for uh, for two years. Um, you know, I love the system. Um, when they left, um, I was learning a new system, and then when I got the opportunity to come over here, um, you know, it was a, it was it was it put a smile on my face, and I was ready for the for the new opportunity. Um, you know, so I think it definitely gave me a, a boost of energy. Um, you know, I think they have confidence in me uh, to get the job done and whatever I need to do. And um, you know, I like the pressure and I. I try just to just take it one week at a time, you know what I mean, just one day at a time, and, and I just try to just just build off of whatever I can. So, um, you know, it definitely gave me a, a great deal of confidence, and, um, and I appreciate them for everything, and I appreciate, you know, just my opportunity for being a Raider. We're talking to Brandon Face on the starting defensive back for the Raiders. Uh, Brandon, what, is, what was the difference over the last month? You mentioned – how you know people had wrote you off, wrote the team off. Obviously, you know, after the the Kansas City loss, you can understand why. But what has been the difference over the last month of football for for this team, starting with Kansas City and, and going moving forward? 
man, I just think we're we're just we're just playing 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 good ball. Um, you know, we're, we're we're meshing at the right time, and and you know, we've always always believed in each other, and um, you know, we've had some incidents happen and 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 not finishing games and things of that nature, but. Um, all in all, man, we're we're a tight group, and and you know we just believe in each other. Um, you know we we always come to come to work, and we and we just work. Um, it's plain and simple. So um, our coaches have a have a great deal of confidence in us, and you know we believe in each other. And um, you know we're we're clicking right now, and and you know we're we're looking forward to to all the opportunities that come our way. We're talking to Brandon Face on uh, Raiders starting cornerback, and and Brandon, you know, you, you had mentioned, um, you know, some of the some of the things that you guys did as a team that may have cost you here and there along the way. I know writing about you guys, um, and I'm not taking anything away from any of the opponents that you guys played. Everyone that you lost to, they won the game. You tip your cap uh, and all that. But in each case, Brandon, you know, you you could make a case. Well, if if the Raiders just hadn't done this on a third down or done that, it wasn't like you guys were getting beat. Beat. You guys were doing some things sometimes to shoot yourselves in the foot uh a loss is a loss but when you look back at some of those losses and understand like hey man if we just clean up what we do we're going to be in a much better position does it make it better or just easier uh to move forward from those losses knowing that you just kind of kind of clean up what you were doing wrong right and it does um in a lot in a lot of those situations you know those teams you know did a great job and when you like i say you tip those hats tip the hats off to them um then they beat us but uh a lot of those situations i think I think we, we we were kind of um beating ourselves and um and you know we always take a look on it and uh you know coach Bradley does a great job with uh with with not letting us get too high and not letting us get too low um you know trying to stay even kill and and you know we we do look back at the things that we need to clean up and we try to focus on those things throughout the week and I I think I think we've done a great job um of cleaning a lot of those things up and like I said, we're just meshing, but <clears throat> that's all it all it takes sometimes is just um looking back at the things that, you know, you need to clean up and, you know, as a as a unit, as a as a whole. So, um I think we're we're doing a pretty good job with those. And um, you know, we're just just gotta keep keep going keep going forward and, and, and keep pushing it. You know, keep those things nice and cleaned up. So yeah. You know, Brandon. Last one for me. It, it, it's rare that you get another crack at a team that that might have you know beat you or or just, it's not in your division. You guys played Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, and, and now you're getting another chance at them. What did you learn from the last game, and what are you looking forward to this game this weekend? Said this Saturday. Man, the last game, I think we played them pretty well. Um, you know, they have an explosive offense. Uh, you know, they have a good defense, good special teams. Uh, I think it'll be a great matchup. Um, you know, we, we're going to look back on some of those things that you know, happened in the previous game and kind of correct some things um, that we need to go into this game with. And, you know, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm um, not sure about the weather, how it's going to be, but, you know, we're weather. Cold. It's going to be cold, bro. We're, yeah, I, I know it's going to be cold. I don't know if it's going to be snowing or anything like that. Um, you know, we're ready. We're prepared for, you know, for whatever the weather is. So um, I think it's going to be a great game, though. Brendan, I want to take you back one more time uh, to Sunday night at Allegiant Stadium. Um, I feel like, not that it was a turning point here in Las Vegas for you guys uh, and this city, uh, but it, it, it almost set a new standard of what Allegiant Stadium can mean to you guys. And I know you guys fed them some energy as well but with your play on the field, uh, but they returned the favor without question um, and, and helped you guys out as well. It felt to me like when I've been in New Orleans or Seattle or some of those venues that are just lights out 
unbelievably great scenes and environments. What was your as you're as you're watching that, playing in it, observing it from the sidelines? What were your thoughts about how uh, Allegiant Stadium turned out on uh, Sunday? It was crazy. Um, great energy from everyone. Um, going into it, I knew it was going to be it was going to be a, a, a nice game, and and you know the energy was going to be there. But it was something you know that I hadn't seen, and and you know we go into they're already excited, and that and the fans, you know, that just makes it makes it more of a um of an exciting time and, and man it was it was crazy. It was electric um the whole time. You know, when you're in the game, it's kind of a different feeling. Um everything's kinda you, you hear the noise but you kinda don't hear it. So um but in that game you could you could just feel you could feel the electricity, you could feel the, the energy from all the fans and you know, you play in, play out, uh, no matter what was happening but Man, it was crazy. It was one of the wildest environments I've ever been in. Um, I played at Virginia Tech, so we had some pretty good times over there too. But Allegiant Stadium was crazy. It was, um, you know, something that that we're gonna you know, need to keep doing, and um, you know, not even for the rest of this year, for next year. Uh, but it was a great environment. Um, you know, I know, I know all of my friends. I had I had some some family members and, and some friends going coming up to the game, and you know, they said it was the craziest thing they had ever seen. So I think it was electric. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, and we really appreciate uh, you stopping in, uh, Brandon. But if you guys take care of business, I know it's one game at a time, but there's a path. There's actually a way that you guys can host a playoff game at Allegiant Stadium. And this year being as crazy as it's been, I'm not ruling anything out. So uh, you guys take care. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you guys take care of business. You might need a little help along the way on the other side of the bracket, but it, it, there, there's a way for that to happen. And wouldn't that be uh, crazy? Uh, and in a year like this, Nothing would surprise me. Uh, but Brandon Faison, thank you so much for spending some time with us in the huddle. We truly appreciate it. Keep it up, man. Good luck on Saturday. Uh, uh, look forward to seeing what happens out there in Cincinnati. I appreciate you, you guys. Thank you Thanks, for Brandon. Me. Appreciate it, man. You got it. That was Brandon Faison, uh, cornerback for the Los Angeles – or from Los Angeles. Ooh. He was with the – I know, right? He was with the Los Angeles Chargers. And, and there used to be a Los Angeles Raiders, so uh, – Well, no, no. So you're not sliding on that one because we had <laughs> we had two referees do it this year. And I couldn't – this last one, Cleet did it. Uh, the, the, Los, the Los Angeles Raiders said well, Los Angeles would accept the ball. Um, he was talking – he was the one that said it just like the other one that said um, uh, Oakland. Uh, Boger said I, I it. Know. Oh, I was with bastards. I know, man. <laughs> hey, and I'm the first to criticize him, so I got to slap myself on the back exactly <laughs> in a bad way uh, for that. But uh, Brandon Faison from obviously the Las Vegas Raiders and doing a really good job in some trying times is kind of getting thrown in there for Trayvon Mullen. And really, to be honest with you, Lincoln, the Raiders defense hasn't missed a beat. Uh, he's he's been more than up uh, to the challenge, and that's what you need in a situation like this. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, along with Lincoln Kennedy. Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Tuesday.